So welcome everyone to Marla's Conversations with Friends, uh, topics around well-being. Today we are going to be focusing on CBD as a form of well-being and kind of all of its cool things that it does and amazing things that it does. And before we get there to just quickly share a little background, Marlo's conversations with friends are just that. They are deep dives, banters, fun chat around well-being topics that fall within the parameters of what my vision for my business is around well-being for your mind, body, self, well-being within our community and how we support it, how we integrate ourselves within it, and then well-being for our environment and how we are taking care of this beautiful Mother Earth planet. And today's conversation is with two really cool women who are sisters who I have come to admire greatly. Uh, in their business. Uh, they are right here in my local community. And I love their personalities. I love their energy. I love their laughter. I love their knowledge and their experience uh, from life and business that they bring to this topic of CBD because they uh, collectively own and run a store called Botanica CBD here in Evanston, Illinois. And uh, I am super honored and delighted to have Lisa Weinfield and Carrie Decouteau as her, they are sisters. And I'm delighted to have this conversation today around CBD as a form of well-being. So thank you both for making time. I know your schedules are very filled, um, but thank you for making time to be a part of this today. So welcome. Thanks for having us, Marlo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is just a banter, truly. And um, I was looking through uh, when I was just kind of getting myself prepared for today's talk and found a, a number of different articles that I was scanning over, just kind of trying to think about when, when did this, when did CBD really start being talked about and what, what was it about it? Like what, how did it get to kind of become this? Um... Carrie, you want to do that? I think you know more about the history of it. Then. Sure. So, so THC was originally um, um, discovered by a guy named Ralph Meshulam, and he was he was just researching marijuana, and by researching it, he discovered um, that the body actually has some properties that are so, or some compounds that are very similar. The body produces compounds that are very similar to THC, and they're actually used to keep your body in check, sort of um, stabilized. Mm -hmm. And, but THC is, is psychoactive. And as Ralph Meshulam continued his research, he found, he discovered CBD, which actually is responsible for a lot of the therapeutic benefits that people credit THC with. Um, and some of them are very similar to the way THC works. And some of them are just all of the, um, 
therapeutic properties reside in the CBD as opposed to the THC, which is what people thought. So he eventually, he discovered that. And I, I can't remember the exact timeline. I think it was in the 50s, 60s. Is that right, Lisa? I thought it was later than that. I thought it was like more like the 80s. Or is that when the endocannabinoid system was discovered? I think, yeah, like the, the actual systems in the body were discovered later, but he started doing his research a long time ago. Um, and he had to do all his research, obviously, in other countries. And in, in Israel is where he did most of his research. But um, some of his research was funded, actually, by our government. Mm. Um, couldn't be done here, but it could be done there. So mm. anyways, he, so he, he, he discovered a long time ago. And obviously, there was tons of skepticism. And he is a real research scientist. And so, um, you know, he really believes in the whole concept of, you know, clinical trials and proving it in, in the field. And so, you know, th those clinical trials, they take years to do. So even though it was discovered a long time ago, it took a long time for some trials to be done to, um, to, to actually show that, that, you know, it, it actually works you know, in practice um, mm -hmm. and to show that it works beyond just the placebo effect. So sure. that's what the clinical trials do. They, you know, the mind is a very powerful thing and placebo effect is strong. And so what you have to do is you have to show that it works in the field, you know, much to a certain percentage more than the placebo effect. And a lot of pharmaceutical drugs, that percentage is only 10 to 15% more than the placebo effect actually. So that's, scary. I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing. And I believe the e efficacy of CBD for the things that he was researching was well beyond that. So, um, so that's kind of how it started with him. And then there was just a ton of skepticism and the combination of the skepticism and the laws here in the United States just kept it all kind of quiet. Like just people weren't willing to even consider it for many, mm -hmm. many years, mm -hmm. even though there was this research coming out. Um, and I really believe that Charlotte's Web and Paige Figgy and the little girl Charlotte Figgy are really responsible for bringing it into the spotlight in the United States for changing the laws here. Um, would you agree with that, Lisa? Is that's yeah. when the laws really yeah. start changing. I there think. was a group in California several years earlier, I can't remember, in the Napa area that was getting together to try to um, research and promote um, high CBD hemp or cannabis plants. Um, but they, I, I think it kind of, it didn't really get anywhere until, mm -hmm. until the Stanley brothers like came around. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing Charlotte's web in, in a number of the publications that crossed my path. How, you're both of you have a, a different kind of, uh, business past. Um, tell me how, how you got to CBD? How did it get on your radar? What, how did you get first introduced to it? Was it because you needed assistance uh, in pain relief, which I'll get to in a little bit about you know what it does and all that? But how did it cross your path? Because I just remember, you know, for me, it came across some publications like Fast Company and uh, some of my uh, holistic publications, you know, where as you said, Charlotte's Web and, and small businesses, you know, was looking more at that um, and even National Geographic, I have to say. Um, I think I remember having some articles, but I was like, I didn't really think much of it. How, wh what? Carrie kind of introduced me to it. Um, mm -hmm. 
and she Carrie, do you want to talk about how you kind of learned about CBD and and sure. So um I worked as a consultant for years um in operations, kind of helping companies sort of streamline their operations and document operations and things like that. And I started coming across um a number of CBD companies and I that's what originally, that's how I originally came across it. And then I started sort of researching it and it just sounded too good to be true. I thought it was snake oil when I first mm -hmm. heard about it. But then I started diving into some actual research. And I think one of the things that really sort of turned my mind around it on it was the fact that the Department of Health and Human Services owns a patent on CBD as a neuroprotectant. Mm. Um, and so for, again, and it, it says in the patent against things like brain trauma and Alzheimer's actually. Mm. Um, and so why are they taking out patents if it doesn't work? Yeah, <laughs> Just, right. Sure. You know, um, the problem was that there was no research could be done in this country on CBD. It was restricted, um, by our, by our, um, drug laws. And mm -hmm. so um, that's why I said, it, I think I kind of feel like it started with um, the Charlotte's Web because once um, it was just these legitimate mothers trying to find a solution for their children who have epilepsy. Okay, and yeah. they really, the, some of those mothers of small kids, they took it to their senators and then they, you know, they, they spoke in front of Congress and they began to change people's minds. And the fact that CBD was not psychoactive was something that really required a lot of education. I think a lot of people did not understand that. Mm -hmm. um, and so when those laws started to change, then research could be done. Mm -hmm. um, so before that, all of the, there, you, you just really, you were very restricted in the amount of research you could do. You could do a little bit of research, but you had to get your product that you were doing research from, from a very specific governmental group and it was all very old hemp that they were working with. So it didn't have any of the, well, and you would know this cause you're a, you're, you specialize in scents, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. um, Marlo? Yeah. But it didn't have any of the live terpenes left in it. And though, right. many of those are therapeutic. Mm -hmm. um, and so they just weren't seeing the same results working with that old product that they were getting from this governmental group. Mm -hmm. Here, um, can I interrupt and ask yeah. back to Marlo's original question and ask, what, 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 I mean, I know this, but it was your experience. So maybe you should answer, but what was it that made you decide you wanted to open, open a business with CBD? It was the research. So when I started reading the research papers and they were peer reviewed, it wasn't just articles written by random journalists, which there's a lot of, um, I think bad information out there. There's articles that have not been well-researched. I've seen a lot of that, but I'm talking about published peer review Mm -hmm. reviewed like medical articles, um, right. scientific research articles. Right. Like um, and they're, they were compelling. Yeah. So that's, yeah. A th that's the thing that changed my mind, really. I, I, I was just, I couldn't believe how many things it helped, the anti-inflammatory effects, the balancing effects in the body, um, and just the way that it works in the body, like getting a real explanation of, of why it works. It was, that's what really convinced me. Well, so let's talk about it because what is it and how to, how is it extracted, you know, because as you, and, and what are its uses and benefits? I mean, it's a lot to go with, so we'll just break it down. And as you mentioned, Lisa, yes, my background, uh, 
<clears throat> is a part of it is around essential oils and extractions of and the chemical constituents of so what they're doing with it or how they're what they're chemically extracting uh, and by chemically extracting meaning the plant or flower has by scientific terms are just called chemical constituents it doesn't mean it's like a chemical like tar that you put on the road it's just the term that they've given all these little components within the plant and flower um, so tell tell talk to me about really what is cbd how wh what part of the plant are we getting it from which specific plant um, so I think one of the important things to know about CBD is just in terms of terminology, because I think this is really confusing for a lot of people, mm -hmm. is that a, a lot of the terms we use around CBD are, are like regulatory terms. Um, so just to be clear, like in the United States, the way that cannabis is regulated is any cannabis plant that has more than 0.3% um, THC, which is the psychoactive compound that's in the cannabis plant, is regulated as marijuana. And it can only be sold you know, in states where marijuana is legal and in dispensaries, in licensed dispensaries. Mm -hmm. um, any cannabis plant that has less than 0.3% THC is regulated as hemp. And okay. so most of the products that you see sold over the counter, um, all of the products, well, not all, but most are, are hemp derived. Um, and it seemed like in the beginning of, and Carrie, you may, could speak more to this than I can, but in the beginning, it seemed like a lot of companies were just trying to do this, like not very high quality, fast, like CBD isolate and just like get it out there. Mm -hmm. And then as more and more, and Carrie, correct me if I'm wrong, research came around and and people started to realize that it wasn't just the CBD in the plant that was beneficial. Then they started doing what they call full spectrum extractions, um, which is basically a whole plant extraction. Mm -hmm. um, so you get the benefit not only of CBD, but that tiny amount of THC and all these terpenes and other minor cannabinoids and phytonutrients and stuff. So I, um, yeah, I just wanted to like clarify kind of what exactly the term, like terms meant like full spectrum, broad spectrum isolate. So the, so the, the plant has many different cannabinoids and CBD and THC are two cannabinoids, but there's other ones which include CBG, which is getting a lot of attention now for its anti-inflammatory effects and, um, and also its relaxing effects and CBN, which is getting a lot of attention now for- um, Sleep. For, for sleep, yeah. And there's other co compounds. And so there's something called the entourage effect. And what that, what that is, is what they have found is that these, these compounds work best in combination with each other. And if you have a whole bunch of them working in combination together, you're gonna get the best results. And just to give you an example of this, um, Sativex was a, that was a, a pharmaceutical grade drug derived from hemp. Um, it was actually derived from marijuana, but um, which had THC in it, but none of the other compounds. And it was very poorly tolerated because THC, while it has some therapeutic properties, causes anxiety and CBD naturally uh, lessens anxiety. 
And so when you pull out just one of the compounds, you lose some of the balancing effects of the other compounds in the plant. Mm -hmm. And so they're seeing that across the board. Now they're trying to create products that have all of the compounds in it because they are much more efficacious. You can take a lot less of it. So also with Sativex, you need to take very high doses. But um, when you're taking a more full spectrum product, generally they work at lower doses than if you have just isolate compounds. Well, and it's the same, I mean, to interject, uh, you know, when you're talking about plant and flowers in general and their, their uses on the body, I mean, even if I just step aside to speak specifically in the um, aromatherapeutic benefits of plant and flower essential oils, right? Um, the, when extracted, it's extracting, they're trying to use, unless you're using it for strictly aromatic benefits, extracting from a whole plant is more ideal because if you think of that plant or flower in nature in its true environment and how it survives is because of all of its chemical compounds within it to fight whatever uh, elements are coming at it or whatever type of insect is going to try to eat it that they can you know ward off with a scent or a repellent oil that comes out on their leaves. So it would make sense to me what you're saying about this entourage effect um, that they work best in combo. And it's uh, that was kind of fascinating to me what you said about when with THC, if they extract out and only use the THC, that it's not, uh, its benefits are, are not high, you know, are not the same as if when it's working in harmony with what the full, um, I would say like a full body, body of the plant means. Um, right. So it might have, it might do a good job of um, helping with pain, mm -hmm. uh, high levels of THC, but it's also going to, going to make you super anxious. Yeah. So it, yeah, the, the sort of leveling and effects really of the other high. Yeah. <laughs> and really and high. And really right. And really, and really high. high. CBD also lessens the high, so which is really interesting. So if somebody's taken too much THC, mm -hmm. which I feeling... did the other day and had to take a bunch of CBD, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it TH, CBD will help lessen the anxiety that and and also lessen the psychoactive effects of THC, which is really and important so, for people who have to take it medicinally. Yeah, and so CBD. It, and also back to your point, Lisa, as you started um, in that, um, some of the points of difference, CBD is not getting you high because it does, it is, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, because it has less than 0.3% of the THC and it, what, how it's extracted. And that's why. So we're using CBD as a term that really what we're talking about is full spectrum hemp extract. Okay. Um, so, but we use CBD is kind of what people know it as. So that's kind of the term we use, but generally we're talking about full spectrum hemp extract and no, you cannot get high from full spectrum hemp extract. Um, there's just not enough THC in it. W one of the interesting things I read and Carrie, correct me if I'm wrong is everybody's always like, Oh, see, you know, full spectrum hemp extract isn't, it's not psychoactive. It's not, it won't, it won't make you feel high. And part of that is accurate because it won't make you feel high, 
but it actually is slightly psychoactive because it can help with things like anxiety and stress mm -hmm. and right that's um, right so yeah so i think well, that's an interesting clarification to make yeah and it's funny because when i was as i said earlier i was looking <clears throat> through some articles on this couple in particular one i um picked out was a new york times from 2018 uh and they just and pulling out a couple of phrases that CBD uh, seems to be almost the fix for the jittery post-war era uh, generation. Um, it also really uh, talked about perma-chillax, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that uh, the gentleman who founded Plant People, Gabe Kennedy, uh, referred to it as a body high, like taking a warm bath and melting tension away. And so in that, um, knowing it's not giving you this psycho um, uh, high effect, talk to me about the very, talk to me about its benefits and some of the differences of, that, of the healing, as I will use that word, um, or the positive benefits that it is. Why are we, um, you know, why has this become such a sought after um, medicine? And, and, and I'm going to quote Dr. Sanjay Gupta, it was in the same New York Times article. He says, and he said it on uh, Dr. Oz's show, he said, I think this is a legitimate medicine here. We're, we're talking about something that could really help people. So share with me really kind of break down some of the varying benefits. I know how I feel with it and, and I use it, I use it in a variety of ways in which I will share, but I want to hear how is it, how did it help you? Like what, what made you also start using it, but also then talk to me about the benefits. And I just threw a lot at you all, but so can I, I want to jump in with one thing about how it, how it actually works, because yes, I please. think it's can really confusing to people that the same product that you take for insomnia can work for pain, can yep. work for anxiety. I think that's really confusing to people and it makes them skeptical, um, sure. which is, <laughs> I understand why, yep. um, but Carrie is always better at the science stuff. So Kara, interrupt me if I'm getting any of this wrong, but okay. it, the way CBD works in your body um, is, or cannabinoids work in your body, is that in, in our body, and this is part of what Dr. Mishulam discovered, we have the system called the endocannabinoid system. And it, it's actually, I think, just now starting to be taught in medical school. I don't think they even taught it before because it's only- They didn't. Go ahead, Carrie. They didn't teach it before because they didn't know it existed. Right, And then right. there was a lot of skepticism about it too. And so, I think the pharmaceutical companies are not thrilled with the discovery of the endocannabinoid <laughs> system. Yeah. Who, when are they ever thrilled right. with yeah, the yeah. Catholic form of- <laughs> But so the way CBD works or cannabinoids work is um, the endocannabinoid system consists of a series of receptors that help to regulate all the different systems in your body. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you take cannabinoids, um, whether from hemp or marijuana, what they do is they go, to, they bond with the with the endocannabinoids in our system, the phytocannabinoids from the plant actually bond with those endocannabinoids and help to balance your system out. Mm -hmm. So that is that accurate, Carrie? 
So what they do is they, the way that THC and CBD work slightly differently, THC does the bonding, CBD works a little bit differently. It, it changes the bonding site. Um, and so, so what CBD does is CBD inhibits your metabolism of an enzyme called FAAH. And that's the enzyme that it metabolizes um, anandamide and 2-AG which are two neurotransmitter modulators in your body. And when you have depleted levels of anandamide and 2-AG, all your different systems get out of whack. And that includes things like your pain response, your um, emotional stability, uh, or resilience, your fight or flight response. Your sleep cycle. Your sleep cycles, right. So your inflammatory response. And so chronic stress actually depletes your levels of anandamide and 2-AG. And what CBD does is, all it does is it slows down your natural metabolism of anandamide. So it boosts your natural levels. And that allows your body to regulate itself more effectively. That's really how it works. And, and there, so that's why it can work for so many different things or it can be effective for so many different things. And so talk to me, it's um, as you were explaining how it, it can help with a lot of different things. It reminds me of what adaptogens do in the body, a completely, totally different topical and, and plant compound well, I think altogether. It is considered an adaptogen, isn't it, Carrie? Isn't, it, I don't actually know the answer to that question. I know that a lot of the CBD products that are coming out right now, they're combining yeah, you know, plant botanicals. Yeah. Yeah, because adaptogens, um, and they stem from more Indian and Chinese medicines, uh, adaptogens are plant ingredients from ashwagandha, uh, heshuwu, reishi mushrooms, um, and the list goes on and on. They step into the body. When you take them, they in a stressed condition, whatever that stress looks like in your body, whether it is inflammation, whether it is um, your cortisol levels and your adrenals are riding high uh, to sleeplessness, um, they are going in and helping the body at those, uh, at those sites. They're particularly working really with um, the level of your hormones. You have seven hormones in the body. And they're working to help bring balance and bring your body back to homeostasis. And they're kind of reminding your body of how homeostasis feels, what it's supposed to look like within each cell, within each um, neural connection. And so that your body can bring itself back to that space, which to me sounds like, but I'm not going to say that that's, I don't know, because I don't know enough about the science of CBD. But in what you were explaining, it sounds similar in that CBD is going into that space where that bonding site is happening uh, and helping to uh, get the body, bring the body back to that level of homeostasis, back to a space, reminding it again as, uh, you know, almost like, here's what it feels like, here's what it looks like inside your body. Let's refresh you a little bit. Would that sound similar? Yeah, it does sound similar. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the exact mechanics of how it works, you know, the chemical um, sure. reactions, I don't really know, but um, yeah, that does that does sound right. 
How did you like so for when I I was asking um Stephen this morning, my husband, when did he I was like, when was the first time you started to hear about CBD? And he thought that he might have started seeing it when he was researching uh for how to treat his spinal pain because he um has spinal stenosis and was in a and had for many years great deal of pain before we finally had surgery and and i remember for me i think my first cbd product that i had i bought one i think the i can't remember the company name but the product was called and i think it's called endoflame and um I got it locally here. Um, you guys were not open yet. Um, and I got it for me. I got it specifically for my own pain because I had um, been healing from a fall down a flight of stairs, which is an entirely different story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember feeling like um, I felt relief. Uh, and it was interesting. I never, you know, cause I typically in the past would turn to obviously your standards, um, Tylenol, Aleve, you know, some, a pharmaceutical, whether it be over the counter or not, some kind of chemically man-made drug, you know, for lack of a better term. So, and then from there, I, um, I, I, I didn't dive deep into it, but I was interested in it. And then of course we crossed paths with you and now I'm like, like gone down the rabbit hole with it, which I love because it's a very exciting rabbit hole. But how do you use it? How, what are the various forms? Like what, how do they affect the body? Because I know everybody is different. So what, talk to me about some of the so it is, it is, it does affect everyone different. And that's one of the hardest things when talking to customers, because people are, especially, you know, people over 50 are they're they're used to being told by their doctor, take this two of these at this time of day on an mm -hmm. empty stomach and it will work within 15 minutes. Like mm -hmm. people are just so used to that. And CBD is not like that at all because it affects everybody so differently. Mm -hmm. Um, so that it is hard to talk to people about like what, what it's going to feel like when they use it. But like, for me, like my experience, I mainly started taking it for pain and for, for sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm that age, <laughs> middle-aged women who are, we're all awake in the middle of the night. If we could only unite in the middle of the night, we could probably change the world. We could We absolutely could change the world because I know that as well. Yeah. Um, and so I, that's, I started using it for pain and sleep and was pretty blown away by how well it worked. Um, and Can I ask you, interrupt, what kind, if it's okay, what kind of pain, like what specifically... So I have arthritis in my hips. Um, okay. I think because I was a runner late in life and, um, and I had to quit running and which I started running to, you know, I started running not for the physical benefits, but for the mental benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really hard that I had to stop. Um, but it, but I will tell you, it took me six months to find the right dose where mm -hmm. I was finally completely pain-free. Hmm. In the beginning, it just kind of worked to take the edge off. Like my pain was reduced by a lot, by a hmm. lot. 
but still kind of there sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I continued to play with my dose and I was finally able to get to the point where I'm, I'm pain-free like 98% of the time, every once in a while I'll have pain. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the, and it, and it helps with sleep too, like to not wake up so much in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that kind of surprised me was I don't really feel like I'm a person that suffers from like debilitating anxiety or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am a single mom on a budget with my own business. And I was kind of amazed at how much it helped with just mood and feeling, calmer mm -hmm. um and not at all the way that like anti-anxiety or antidepressants make you feel where right, me right. was not like myself mm -hmm. um i with the cbd i just feel more like myself but but calmer like you know and Carrie, I think, can attest to this with her husband and his road rage. <laughs> well so my husband is um he just, he likes people to do what they're supposed to do <laughs> and he's a very good driver and he, it makes him crazy when people do not drive well and he swears a bit when he drives. Um, so do and I, the first so thing know. I noticed, so he started taking it just because even if you don't have any things that you're addressing, CBD has a great, um, you know, hemp oil has, a, has like the perfect ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s for your body, the anti-inflammatory effects. Like, I mean, we're starting to learn that inflammation is the root of all evil. It seems like almost in the body. Mm -hmm. um, so the anti-inflammatory effects, even if you don't really have anything wrong with you, it's a great daily supplement to take. So my husband was taking it because I said, you should take this. It's, you know, there's, if nothing else, there's that patent by the U.S. government that, you know, says that it could be protective and your, you know, for your brain. So, um, so if for nothing else, take it for that. So he started taking it. And the first thing I noticed was after he'd been taking it for a couple of weeks, we were in the car together and we went on an hour and a half drive and he never swore at a person. He never sped up and flipped anyone <laughs> off. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this really does work great. <laughs> um, so, um, and you mentioned the anti-inflammatory I've, I've known for, because of the work that I do for so long, that inflammation is very much the root of all disease that we have in our body and, and the gut and brain connection as well. And so anything I think people can do, be it from a healthy diet to a healthy mind, emotional state. Uh, to help keep inflammation down is beneficial. I agree. Do you find um, another interesting thing that I saw was that uh, in 2018, the National Institute of Health had 150 studies going on that were listed in their database for a wide range of um, ailments and diseases that they were looking at studying. Do you think that... Um, well, I have two questions. One, um, this doesn't replace medicine for some, for, for many conditions. Would we say Correct. that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, 
they're serious things, even though a lot of the studies that I was looking at or read about was, um, I saw the one for epilepsy and, and the drug called, um, I'm probably saying it wrong, Epidiolex. Yeah. Yep. Um, I saw that one, but, you know, they were looking at curing cancer or um, uh, Alzheimer's and, and many others. So we know for sure at this point, it is not, there have been no other um, claims or. Uh, yeah, no, that's correct. So yeah. you have to be really careful about, and we, when we're talking to our customers, have to be really careful about how we talk about it because you can't make claims about a product product that has not had double blind placebo controlled clinical trials. Mm -hmm. And those can take 12, 15 years. They, they mm -hmm. take a long time mm -hmm. uh, for a reason. You know, if something's going to be widely used by the population, you have to test it in all different ages in people with different conditions. Mm -hmm. um, and so part of the reason that CBD has not been tested like that is it was federally illegal to do mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do it. Um, now, um, with the new laws in place, that's wide open. And you will see John Hopkins, Penn, UCLA, Harvard, they all have big cannabis research arms now. And they're all, all the big med schools are doing a ton of research now into this. And I think it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be a while before we get the results because they have to do the clinical trials. Mm -hmm. In the past, clinical trials were done by drug companies because they mm -hmm. could fund them. Mm -hmm. um, drug companies aren't so interested in, um, in researching this because it's, you can't patent a whole plant. Oh, really? Well, you can, you can patent certain, strain. certain strains, you know, a genetic mm -hmm. variation of a plant, but you can't patent all hemp, you know? Interesting. So, so I don't think they really want to show that, that this is, that this works for any of these things. What they, what they can patent is they can patent a very specific formulation mm -hmm. of a drug that's derived from hemp that is X percent CBD, X percent THC, X percent different terpenoids and flavonoids, which we haven't gotten into yet, but um, that, that will show a very specific result. So they can patent specific combinations, but there's a lot of different combinations that work well. And the way that we know that is because we carry, you know, 10 major brands of CBD products and they all use a different hemp extract. And, and the, the fact of the matter is that hemp derived from different strains, different strains work better for different people because mm -hmm. people's body chemistry is different. Right. And so, I mean, there's some experimenting that has to go on with people sometimes to find the right, the right product for them you know, that, that is using the correct strain of hemp for them and also the right dosage as Lisa talked about before. I'm going to jump in and just yeah. go back to Marlo's question about like it being a medicine and right. it's obviously no, it's not going to put the pharmaceutical companies out of business. But I got to tell you, I haven't taken an Advil in two years hmm. and I used to take them weekly, sometimes mm -hmm. daily. Mm -hmm. And so if a lot of people... <laughs> Like do that. It kind yeah. of speaks to why the pharmaceutical companies wouldn't be happy about this <laughs> getting popular. Well, for sure, for sure. And um, two things popped in my head. One, um, Carrie, I do want to go back to the flavonoids and 
terpenoids, yeah. terpenoids and some of those constituents because I wanted to ask about the strains. But another fascinating thing that I, I noticed and I wanted to, to kind of give the hats off to both of you is that in what I in what I was doing in my preparation that they said that women are the major leaders in moving the CBD uh, movement forward because as you mentioned early on uh, that these mothers with the children with epilepsy and pushing to get this approved for their kids and um, they were also stating that women uh, being overlooked far too often for any number of reasons um, in medical history. Mm -hmm. uh, another day, another conversation about that. Um, but that they were, they wanted to take their health back into their hands and tired of, of taking so many drugs with so many different side effects and really wanted to and continue to want to pursue um, a more holistic plant-based approach to their pain. Um, yeah, so does, doesn't this kind of get to the whole crux of the wellness and functional medicine revolution that's happening mm -hmm. right now as opposed to the old format was really you wait till you get sick and then you treat right. that with a pharmaceutical drug. Mm -hmm. And and that still is the model really in traditional medicine. That is the model in the United States. But I think the, the functional medicine, which is, you know, using food and plants as as medicine to stay well, you just you just don't ever get sick, just you eat right to stay well, which is not going to say that that's going to happen to everyone. Obviously there's genetic issues and environmental issues and stuff that are going to cause illness. But, um, I think this, this is a good cross section with the, and also the distrust of the pharmaceutical companies because of the whole opioid crisis. Mm -hmm. I think it was like the perfect storm for CBD to kind of come onto the scene. I think just the wellness functional medicine, and then the distrust based on the opioid crisis and what happened there. Well, and it's interesting that you say, um, and, and, and preventative medicine, yeah. when I think about, um, we're supposed to go to the doctor for preventative medicine. You know, you're supposed to get a physical to prevent what could possibly happen. You're supposed to take care of yourself. But yet I find it interesting what little is covered under insurance that truly is done to be preventative yet it's not, you know, covered. And the, what I really feel is that big pharma, this, well, big pharma and, and many doctors want you to stay sick because they rely on, this is just me personally speaking, um, because they rely on the money that they're getting from you from here, just take this pill and go do that. Here, just take this pill and go do that. It's versus looking at it from a holistic perspective and a more complementary to your body kind of um, approach, I think. Yeah, so the way they code, the way the medical, the way they code for insurance reimbursement, you know, they're coding for procedures, they're mm -hmm. coding for diagnosing things. So they, they're just, they're not, 
the, the codes, the compensation codes are not set up for wellness. There's no, not, in the not United at all. States. Yeah. No, it's fascinating to me. And that's a big part of the problem. I, there's a, there was a super interesting, I was listening to a Mark Hyman is the, yeah, he's Dr. the Mark functional Hyman. medicine. Yeah. He's the head of functional medicine at Cleveland clinic. Mm-hmm. And he, I was listening to a podcast with him and it was so interesting. He said, one of his patients had severe diabetes. Um, and he came to Mark after he had severe diabetes and it was totally out of control. But when he first started showing signs of diabetes, his doctor just kind of said, well, you know, you're kind of borderline, so you're not ready for any medication. So we'll just keep an eye on this and come back in six months. And if, if your numbers get worse, then we'll put you on the medication right, exactly. with no advice about how to like control his diabetes through diet or exercise or anything like that, right. and, which it was like, we'll just wait till you're really sick and then we'll treat you. It wasn't we'll a, nothing about keeping it right. you know, at bay. Right. We'll just wait till you're dead and then we'll yeah. fix you from the grave. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I find it sad. Um, what are, I know there's so many different forms um, and I'm just thinking about your store, um, which I always love coming into. Um, You're one of our favorite customers. (laughs) I know you have more than that, but that's cool. Um, There's those different forms. So I, you know, I've taken gummies, I've taken the tinctures, uh, the um, lotions, salves. I mean, there's so many varieties and I've also seen it oozing into skincare as well, which um, I love, but just in terms of internal um, taking, because I think topically, I don't want to discount the use in any way, but for me, topically is easier. Like, okay, I can keep reapplying it and it's cool. And, you know, like I have um, the Receptra salve that I love and I put it on every night and I can keep putting it on and it's great. But Lisa, you talked earlier about dosing uh, and finding the right dosage. And so when we're taking something internally, that's a very, for me, um, and even when I work with essential oils and ingestion, it's a very different kind of, um, you can't just keep taking it and, you know, oh, I'll just add a little bit more. Can you talk about that? Like some of the different forms and I mean, I know everybody is different, but um, some I remember in the past you explaining to me, like some are better when you let the gummy dissolve under your tongue, it goes better into your system or things like that. You want to talk delivery methods, Lisa? Sure. So um, when customers come in the store, I mean, one of the things we talk to them about is what's the main reason or reasons that they're taking CBD and and what's convenient for their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally, and this is partially from personal experience and partially from experience with our customers, you know, we've been in business about two and a half years now. And so we get a lot of great feedback from our customers. Um, I think a tincture is really the best way to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are advantages and disadvantages to, to all the, the ways that you take it. Um, so tinctures, I think the best way and, and generally the most common, um, the advantage is that I think it's the most effective way. Um, it's, it's very easy to customize your dose, um, with the up titration method to find the right amount for your body. Um, the disadvantages are, it can be frustrating for people that it, may take a while to work. You know, for some people it works the first time they take it. For other people, 
three or four days. And for some people, it can take weeks before it really starts working. And it then- took me eight. It took eight days for it to take away all my joint pain. Hmm. Yeah, so, but I metabolize things like slowly. So months. for me, it was like six months. But that's also the other kind of caveat about the oils is you really got to find your right dose. And I think a lot of people who try CBD don't know that. They, mm-hmm. they don't understand that what it says on the bottle is just serving size information. It's not dosing for their body. Um, so anyways, that's tinctures. Um, ever since- Can I jump in really quick? Yeah, go ahead. So one of the reasons that the tinctures are so effective and efficient is that they, if you put a tincture under your tongue, it absorbs right into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. as opposed to, and eventually you swallow it, but you let it sit there for a, couple, a minute or two, you're going to get more out of it than if you swallow it. When you swallow something, you lose some of it through your digestive system, but it also takes a while to kick in. Mm-hmm. So it works more quickly with a tincture than it does with a capsule. Mm-hmm. And it also, it's more efficient. You, you actually keep more of it. You lose some of the product through the digestion um, when, once you swallow it. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Lisa? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Um, and that is one of the disadvantages of, of edibles like gummies and chocolate is that it, you know, we, we are constantly trying to convince our customers to suck on things rather than, (laughs) um, one lady was like with the Liberty gummies, but they're so good. I can't, (laughs) um, the um, edibles have become really popular. I think during our current political climate and during the pandemic, people have a a lot more daily stress and anxiety than they used to. Um, And I think a lot of people, they really like the idea of, oh, when I'm feeling stressed, I can just pop a gummy. Um, I I, I gotta be honest with you. And I know some of our customers might eventually hear this. I I think that the, the immediate effect of a gummy working might be partially placebo. not always because, you know, when you take an oil, sometimes for some people it works the first time, but for a lot of people, it can take a while. And I think it's interesting that it seems from feedback that edibles seem to usually work right away for people, which is a little counterintuitive when you're, when you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, one of the nice things about edibles is that you can kind of take them as needed. Um, whereas the tinctures tend to work better if you take them every day, kind of like a nutritional supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to say that you couldn't try taking them as needed, but they do seem to be more effective when taken regularly. Um, whereas people tend to use the edibles just as needed. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling really stressed out right now. I'll eat 10 gummies. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> or chocolate or 10 pieces also- of chocolate. Yeah. And then there's also smoke products like flour, um, which looks, basically looks and smells just like marijuana. Um, And then vaping, um, which has its own set of dangers. Um, But the, one of the great things about smoking is especially for people that have like anxiety attacks, it's really other than suppositories, which we don't all be want to be running around with suppositories in our purse. Um, but it's one of the quickest ways to get CBD into your system. So mm-hmm. it gets into your system faster than any other method. The issue is it only stays in your system for about half the time as other, mm-hmm. as other methods. Is that accurate, Carrie? Do you think like oil? Yeah. So the quicker it goes into your body, generally the faster it leaves. So the curves look very different. It's a very sharp curve um, on a graph that it goes into your system very fast. You spike fairly quickly within a couple hours and then it drops off. 
the, the tinctures take much longer to kind of build up in your system and get into your system, but they also last longer. If I stop taking a tincture, it takes about six days for my joint pain to come back. Now that's not true for everybody, but um, yeah, for me, it takes about two or three days if I forget to take it for a couple of days and then it'll start to come back. So, yeah, so it's just different for everyone. Um, and then, and then the skincare products, I mean, you actually are more knowledgeable about this than we are, but, um, the way it was kind of explained to us from a lot of our brands is that, you know, it helps your skin to attain homeostasis. So it, it almost is like, teaching your skin to produce less oil if it's too oily or produce more oil if it's too dry. Um, so I don't, you know more about that than, than we do as to, in terms of like CBD as a skincare. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Kara, is there anything I'm leaving out in terms of ways to take it? <laughs> well, so I would say, so we're starting to discover more, people are trying to find better delivery methods so we carry an inhaler, which is just like a measured dose inhaler. It's just like an asthma inhaler, which it's, it's a cool, it, it's a little bit like a vape product only. Um, some of the risks are taken away because it's a cool delivery method. Um, and then the one thing that we're seeing a lot of now is sort of sublingual tablets, fast dissolving tablets, almost like nitroglycerin for people who are having a stroke. They, it, they dissolve very quickly and go, they're designed to go into your system very quickly. And we also have these little strips that you also, you put under your tongue, but that wouldn't be unlike putting a tincture under your tongue. But they, these products are actually designed to absorb very fast. Hmm. So we do have a couple really fast absorption products that I think and that, are- the nasal spray is so cool. It yeah. sounds gross, but it's like, just like a nasal spray that you would use for congestion. It's just a similar delivery system, um, but it's CBD and the company that makes it um, it's just a really fast, effective way to get into your system. But they also, part of the reason why they even started researching it is because they were looking for a product that would be effective for migraines. Mm -hmm. um, and it has something to do, Carrie, you know so much more about this than I do, about it bypasses the blood-brain barrier or something mm -hmm. like that. When and gets you, right to the receptors in your brain. Yeah. yeah. When you do a nasal like spray, like that kind mm -hmm. of inhaler. Mm -hmm. And this is a, maybe a good time to make, so Marlo, I know you said you just can't keep taking it and taking it and taking it. The truth of the matter is it takes huge, huge quantities of CBD to have negative effects. Mm -hmm. um, there's no receptors in your brainstem. So you can't overdose on it the way that you can say an opioid. Mm -hmm. um, like you may feel horrible, but it's not going to kill you. Right. even gallons of this stuff. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it, it'll put you to sleep is what it'll do. It'll knock you out. It can lower your blood pressure. There are some side effects that we should probably talk about, but. Yeah, well, I was um, going to say that for me, and I know I've mentioned this to you guys when I'm in the store, although I think some of it's sort of changing for me. I've been kind of monitoring it. So I have low uh, blood sugar already. Um, mm -hmm. My mom is diabetic. I'm not hypoglycemic, but I've monitored my blood sugar my whole life. Um, and so when um, something I take, and, and I noticed this years ago when I was taking an adaptogen blend, but I was taking it at higher doses and, and the function of the blend that I was taking at the time uh, was designed to help me with sleep. But some of the contraindications of some of the specific ingredients they were using, some of the plant ingredients they were using, all, I would say, actually almost all of them, one of their 
main functions or side effects was lowering blood pressure because it was uh, designed to help you feel relaxed, which when mm. you are um, wide awake, you're stressed out, your blood pressure is higher, your inflammation's higher. So for me, if I have too much of that in dropping my blood pressure, it continues to keep my blood sugar levels, which provides my energy, down lower. So it makes me feel you know, more tired faster, um, which is why I, I kind of keep an eye on how much I'm taking. Um, but as I said, I think as my body changes, I think that that also is changing because I'm trying to, for myself, find a way to be able to take a small amount of it daily mm-hmm. for my own pain because of my scoliosis and um, nerve pain that I experience and um, trying to, and I also have arthritis in my hands. Um, so I want to, f- I'm working on trying to find a way to just get a small dose in me, um, and build it up as you both have said. Yeah. Um, uh, do you find that, um, more women are using this or more men or kids? Like how many, what's kind of the range? Cause I, again, I read in the, one of the articles they were talking about, which we all know, um, from millennials down to Gen Z and, and under, uh, the level of anxiety about everything is not only this year, which has done it for everybody, but pre COVID anxiety about politics, climate change, the economy, racism, debt, food security, bullying, terror, you know, you name it. These younger generations are feeling it. What kind of, who's your audience that you find? So it's, uh, it's really a mixture of people. I mean, I would say, and Carrie, correct me if you think I'm wrong, because I'm just kind of going by like an impression and not like data or anything. But I do feel like in the beginning, like our customers were mostly what I would describe as middle-aged women, like Mm -hmm. women from 30, 35, 40, up to like 70, 80. Um, And I think they were using it for themselves, but a lot were picking it up for other family members, for elderly family members or husbands, you know, that were stressed out from work or children. Um, but it's, I feel like it's really kind of balanced out now. Like we, we see a lot of more men than we used to um, taking. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and a lot more mothers as, as more and more is learned about it, a lot more parents that are coming in looking for it for their uh, underage 18 year old children. Mm-hmm. Or even for their college age. I mean, and there's college. a lot of, we have a lot of parents buying it for their college age children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and high school age children and even younger children. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and it seems like this speaks to what you were just saying, like almost all of them are using it for anxiety Yeah, for their kids. The younger yeah. people, yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I mean, older people are, we're using it for anxiety too, but we tend to use it also for sleep and for pain. Mm-hmm. But I would say younger people are, are almost across the board, all of them using it for anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and I, to, again, to speak to what you were just saying, I am just blown away by how many young people are suffering from anxiety mm-hmm. and not just like, 
oh, I'm stressed. I'm anxious. Like I'm talking about like debilitating anxiety that it prevents them from, you know, studying or participating in social events or sports or things like that. It's really, it's just kind of blows my mind away. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm not blown away. I'm not surprised uh, only because uh, part of the, some of the work that I have done over time uh, in my former career and I continue to is uh, watching and, and kind of studying human behavior uh, and uh, helping people in their relationship, relationship building or uh, how they are being a well-being for themselves and how to create better habits and one of them that I've continued to watch is the rise of, of technology in particular just this when the iPhone was introduced and I mean you can track it from that point on just how uh, how we not only how we have changed as a society across the world but how we as people uh, have changed our habits and our the amount of information we are slammed with, inundated with, because we are, you know, we're addicted to these devices. It's, it's, it's been proven. It's, it's not anything new. I'm not even making it up. I mean, the documentary, The Social Dilemma just speaks to it from the founders. And I was like, well, you're not telling me anything new that I don't already know that I didn't know. I mean, even I know what I was like when I first got the iPhone. So, right. um, it's sad to me that such a young generation has this level of anxiety, but it's just this, it's this constant um, inundation of information that's coming at them by choice for sure. Uh, but I think there's a lot of other things. That's a very simplified general statement for me to make. There's so many layers to that, but um so I would completely agree with that. And I, just to go a little bit further, it's, it's not just that, it's, it's many other lifestyle factors. Mm-hmm, so sure. um, if you look at the blue zones and the lifestyle factors in the blue oh, yeah. zones, which are the yeah. areas in the world where people you know, live, live very old, mm-hmm. no slow declining health, they live till they're like a hundred and then they just kind of die one day, which is I think how we all wanna go, right? Um, some of the things that you can see that they have, there's lifestyle factors that we do not have anymore. And they include things like a big social group Absolutely. that is supportive. Like kids, a lot of times they have a few close friends and then it's mostly on the phones and stuff like that. You know, it's just not as much as it used to be a lot of times outside in the sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's crazy, but you actually need vitamin D to create a lot of the precursors for hormones and things well, like that so. and nature is healing nature's energy yeah. literally is healing that is scientifically proven that's why forest bathing is is goes back ancient years into japan i mean the blue zones you're talking about the longevity yeah there's like a number of uh of, of factors you're absolutely right absolutely is lifestyle and a device is not in most of these people's hands that are living long um right it is right. that that social support, that emotional connection, uh, talking, you know, I think we've, we've lost the ability to have conversations. Um, I think people are afraid of having conversations because they tend to be, I, I agree with you. I think people have forgotten how to have a conversation with somebody who you disagree with that's mm-hmm. civil. 
Right. You know, right. That's civil. Like, yeah. That's um, and I think we need to get back there to a point where where we can talk about what we disagree about so that we can stop viewing each other with contempt. Do do you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah, because we are, as so many researchers find, is that we are more alike than we are different. And even though we may have different perspectives, we have an ability to be able to come together and still find the things that bring common ground between us. But it is being civil human beings. That's that's exactly what it is. And what I I certainly... Um, how do I want to say this? I know that CBD uh, and other homeopathic approaches uh, for sure are getting us through in a, in a way that is unlike anything we've had in the past and certainly in a way that is far more complementary to how our body chemistry responds and, and enhances itself. But it also requires from my perspective, it's not the only thing we have to, um, it requires more. It does require lifestyle changes, especially if people are super stressed out right. from work. Exercise, or, you know, or, exercise or, really yeah. helps you get that out. Everything. I mean, it's a whole lot yeah. of things. So this is a tool for people to implement into their life, but it is not, it doesn't, it doesn't negate or change that their lifestyle may be, um, need some introspective looking at for sure. So we had a customer who came in and they said, so when I start taking CBD, is this forever? <laughs> and I said, I said, well, not necessarily, you know, what CBD does is it helps your body come back to that homeostatic homeostasis. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and there's other ways of achieving that. The problem is that our culture is not set up to allow for those things. Right. It's hard when you're uh, when you know when you have two people in a family working, you have kids in school. Mm -hmm. Who's going to make the healthy meals? You know what right. I mean. So people are eating. They're just they're not not getting the nutrition they need for their bodies to produce the compounds that it needs to be healthy. I right. mean that's do you know. So I just think that um, you know you might not have time to sleep if you if you are working two jobs and mm -hmm. you know kids and all that and um, or you might not have time to exercise and so you can absolutely achieve some of the things that you achieve with CBD through lifestyle factors. Um, but not everyone has that choice, you know? Right. And I think um, any small step they can take in a forward positive direction is helpful. Yeah. You know, even if it's one small micro step at a time, I think we, we can do that much like, what the parents who had the kids with epilepsy, you know, they're bound and determined to help these kids. And what's one small step that we can do? And that's a, a, a large example I'm giving, but I think we, in order to make the change we want to see in the world, it is one, one micro step at a time. I don't even say one large step because we don't have that capacity. Sometimes it is just a micro step. Um, I agree. Little things. I think people get discouraged if it's too much, you know, and if yeah. they have to do too much to change, just shift little small things. And I yep. think CBD can also sometimes give people the boost they need to make lifestyle changes. Agreed. Like, it's pretty hard to have the energy 
to go work out if you're suffering from really bad anxiety or depression or pain. And if CBD can help you sleep through the night, then maybe you will have the energy Mm -hmm. to to go, you know what I mean? To go. It almost gives you hope, like gives you just a, like a little, like a little step up, you know? And that's all we can direction. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It is a nudge in the right direction. And if I just keep getting a few more nudges, well, then I can, you know, take a fuller step than I have been. So I agree. Um, I want to bring our conversation to a close um, to say how grateful I am for both of you, uh, again, making this time and um, sharing with me your knowledge and Um, just exploring it and allowing others to hear more about this because I think it is um, really um, it's commendable what both of you do in your store here um, at Botanica CBD and um, I will always recommend people to come to you Um, your knowledge is fantastic and uh, is not always there in many other resources. So I appreciate the level of research and knowledge you bring to each of your guests and customers that come in and and to help them make their best decisions. Um, But thank you for also just bringing this tool um, to help so many of us, uh, not only yourselves, but uh, through whatever daily challenges that we face um, so that we can lead healthier lives and uh, have a saner frame of mind each day. So uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having us on to talk about it. It's, it's hard to get in all the information when we're talking to customers um, because not everybody has enough time to sit and visit, but we do love it when people come by and we have time to, you know, share what we've learned at least with them, because I do think it's helpful um, to understand why it's working and, why it might not be working and, you know, how to different delivery methods and all of that. So um, we appreciate you having us on to talk about it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marlo. You bet. So uh, for those listening, we'll be back soon and be sure to please go. uh, You can either call um, Botanica CBT. They are here in Evanston, Illinois, Um, but you can go to their website, which is www.botanica.com. Is it Botanica CBD? Yeah, Botanica dash CBD. Yeah. So B O T A N I C A dash CBD.com. That's where you will find them. And um, they will treat you with love and laughter and uh, get you everything that you need. So thank you. I look forward to having you guys back again. And we'll see you in the next conversation. Okay. Thank you, Marlo. Thanks, thank you so Marlo. Thanks so much for doing this. It was really fun. Absolutely. I very much appreciate it.